We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. And this whole exodus of people buying and shifting from larger cities to some of the outer areas, if you take a Geelong, for instance, they're starting to go toe-to-toe in pricing with, say, Melbourne, which, gosh, a few years ago, you would never have thought that that would have ever happened. Yeah, it's been fascinating. I mean, if you have a look at somewhere like the Illawarra now, uh, Illawarra is getting very Sydney-like in its pricing. Geelong, as you said before, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast are actually more expensive than, than Brisbane. The regional shift was one of the the more fascinating parts or the fascinating things that happened during the pandemic. We did see more people move to regional Australia than had ever been recorded. And and it was interesting because over decades we've seen government policy try try to move people to regional areas. But... It did take the pandemic to do it. So lots of people moved to the regions. Uh, A lot of areas that had never seen much price growth did start to move. So it was partly people moving there because they were working differently. But we also saw very good conditions in mining, in the mining sector that pushed up prices in a lot of mining towns. Uh, But what I think we do need to keep in mind that even prior to the pandemic, places like Geelong were really starting to take off. Getting to Geelong from Melbourne is, you know, it's about an hour's drive. There has been an investment into a a business study into getting a, a fast train, which would reduce the commute to half an hour. Well, let's just have a look at that because the impact of not owning a home when retiring is becoming that increasing problem. And years ago, as you say, when buying a home, when the ratio was two to three times the median incomes and now buying a property is set against 10 times the median income or in Sydney, 15 times. Back then, if you were 45 years of age and you maybe bought a business and secured that against the assets of your home, and then the business failed, you could probably get back up on the bike. But now, if you're at that age 45, 50, tragically, you might never, ever become a homeowner again. And that's a real social impact for people in this position, and of course, for the rest of, I guess, Australia. I think that's right. And I think the the outcome of that is people will probably take on fewer risks. So if you're sitting there with a large mortgage, you know, as we now are, it naturally makes you more risk adverse than what you otherwise would be. Because if the business does fail and you lose your home, then you're right, you will struggle to rebuild that equity and be able to have a home that you've broadly paid off by the time you retire, even if you use a little bit of your superannuation to do it. And so I suspect a really understudied problem with worsening housing affordability in Australia and elsewhere is that fewer people will take those risks to start businesses, to take on a new idea. And that, I think, leaves us all poorer. The other way it really plays out, and we've seen this in looking for houses recently, is uh, almost every house that we went to buy was a separation because we're looking for a family home. The time when people sell those, particularly in, say, Melbourne, is either normally when you downsize. And the only time you sell it beforehand is if something often goes wrong. And the problem there is if you do separate, the family home is the world's, is the, the household's largest asset. Uh, you've got to split it. And what that means is that people fall out of home ownership and they often, in, particularly for women in most cases, don't get back in. And which is why we see growing rates of poverty amongst older single women, growing rates of homelessness. And I think that's another part of the problem, piece of the problem we need to think more about too. You know, it's such a big difference, isn't it? Like you're looking at the medium being 600,000 and well over a million, well over a million in the the metro areas. I mean, that $400,000 is huge if you're able to do exactly what you're saying, commute. 
Definitely. You know, it's a, I mean, me personally, I, I lived in, in Sydney for eight years. Uh, absolutely loved my time there. Uh, but when it came to my wife and I, you know, thinking about where we wanted to end up and, you know, where, you know, the sort of, the, I guess, the house we wanted to live in and, and the, the life we wanted to, you know, for our children, you know, we made the decision to, to move back to Adelaide. And yeah, the opportunities here, you know, Adelaide, there's more and more opportunities happening in, in Adelaide. Um, there's more businesses now coming to Adelaide. Lot 14 is an example of, a, I guess, a new hub that's been created in the, in the city. And there are businesses like Google and Amazon um, that have come to Adelaide. Uh, the Australian Space Agency has even just recently moved to South Australia. So, yeah, some really exciting things happening and really helping the economy uh, along the way. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.